Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Opinion or Opportunity. I am your host, Don Gringo. So we got a lot to go over today. I want to go over the winner of last night's debate as I see it. I want to talk about uh, President Donald Trump and Joe Biden sparring over the next debate. And of course, the Democrats going crazy. So let's get into it. And at the end, in at the end, if you sit there and wait that long, I will show you what I believe to be the best clip of the vice presidential debate. This actually, in my opinion, in my opinion, shows who has the best character to step in to lead this country if something happens. Let's get into it. Here's your alarm. This is your chance to walk away. won the vice presidential debate against Pence. Now, this was a a good debate. I mean, it wasn't the best. It was probably the most watched in a very long time. It had over 50 million viewers. And I don't think any of them were at their best because they both dodged questions like champs. Now, Kamala Harris did come out in the beginning swinging and on the coronavirus. And let's face it. I mean, it's the coronavirus, right? That's what they've been uh, campaigning on since the beginning. They haven't been really campaigning on anything else. So it's the coronavirus, the Biden Green New Deal, and um, what? Nothing, right? I mean, seriously. And their tax plan, which is raise taxes. That, that's what they're running on. So I think at the end of this, Kamala came out swinging, but I think when it comes to the other topics, I think she falls short. And, and I really do. Now, on the health care, I understand, but you know, that the, the Obamacare, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. I've already said in previous podcasts that even the Republicans have already said that they're not going to take away pre-existing conditions. No, not going to turn around and implement it. If you have a pre-existing condition, you're not going to be able to get health insurance or your rates are going to be crazy. They've already put that in place. Trump's already signed an executive order. No one wants to go down that road, either aisle, right? No one wants to go down that road and turn around and do that to people. So I think we're pretty much safe there. But when it comes to the international affairs and everything else under the sun, Honestly, I, I really think that Pence had it. Now, when it comes to the taxes, I've already shown you some stuff on Joe, uh, Joe Biden's taxes. Tomorrow, I'm going to create another video, um, and I'm going to show you in depth that he didn't just help Hunter out like he helped Hunter. He helped both his brothers, his daughter, and so many, like, there's like five individuals that in his family that helped, that had no experience, that ended up getting a ton of money, government contracts, the whole nine yards. So we're going to get into it tomorrow on that, but... You know, no, they, they weren't they weren't 100% transparent. Kamala was not as honest as, as you want to turn around with the honest Abe thing either. If you actually look up in history, she was partially right. She wasn't 100% right. And she turned around and tried to use something against Pence that she, she obviously used in a way that the media likes to use. I'm going to use it only a portion. And that's the problem when you look at uh, fighting a character debate because you can be proven wrong, right? Someone just has to do a little research, not take you at your word. And that's where I think Kamala came off last night was everything was a soundbite. She had no substance. And a lot of the other stuff, Pence came out with substance. He's a career politician, right? He's been down this road. He's been a governor. She's only a senator. He's, he's been a governor. He's ran the whole state. She's a senator representing a state, right? So she has to work with colleagues to get stuff done. 
So I think at the end of the day, they showed the experience difference. I think uh, Pence was not as excited, exciting to watch, but I think he was much more commanding in the presence that I said in previous podcasts. Come in there, act like you own it, turn around, call her out. And he did. He held her feet to the fire. And I think the problem here, too, not just the Supreme Court issue, he actually attacked her record. But she couldn't attack his. If you notice, she never attacked his. She always went back to Trump, 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 Trump. You're there to debate to see who's going to be the best vice president. And neither of them, neither of them turned around and went after each other that much. And I think that was pretty much the downfall of the debate because it's the one and done situation for the vice presidents. So all Kamala could do was push Joe, push Joe, push Joe right up until the end. Right up until the end. And Pence turned around and he attacked her record and stuff. And I think that's where we can see, you know, Pence had a little bit more control and a lot more substance to it. And that's why I think uh, he, he took the debate. Now, the fly got the most attention. Let's face it. The fly got the most attention. But at the end of the day, if you actually talk about the two individuals, uh, she didn't come off likable. She's had a likability issue since the beginning when she started campaigning, right? That's why she had to bow out. She blew through $10 million plus through New Hampshire, through Iowa to come in last place. She she has a problem here. And, you know, it's not a woman issue as, you know, uh, a lot of people on Twitter and Pollard are saying. This ain't mansplaining as an issue because let's face it, even, even Hillary Clinton won the majority of the popular vote, right? This isn't a woman issue, but a lot of people like to make it about a woman issue. So let's bring up women versus women. So Megyn Kelly comes out last night, scolds Kamara Harris on uh, debate facial expressions. And let's face it, her her expressions were just horrible. Mike Pence made some, yeah, some expressions, but they were not as dramatic or bombastic as hers, right? And honestly, it didn't make me like her anymore. I mean... When she opened her mouth, fine, I'll listen to what you say, but when other guys talking and you're making your facial expressions, I don't even want to look at you. And then, of course, you know, with the mansplaining, Megyn Kelly came out. There's a few others that came out, even on some mainstream media that said, hey, listen, this ain't mansplaining. And let's face it, they even say, and I'm going to tell you too, you're running for the second most powerful seat in the nation. Both these guys are older, right? I mean, we're not talking Barack Obama's age. We're talking they're older. So Trump gets into office. If he gets inaugurated again, right, if he maintains his seat, he'll be, what, 75? Joe Biden is going to be like 78, right? Or Trump will be 74 and he'll be 78. That's a problem. One of these two might end up in the first term or the next term for Pence actually sitting in that seat. So this was important. I think, I think at the end, if you wait to the end, I will give you the actual, the actual best soundbite of the night. And if you don't agree with me, leave a comment. Love to have the conversation. You can always leave the comment here or reach out to me on my Twitter feed, Opinion or Opportunity, Poller feed, Opinion or Opportunity. You can even email me direct and get a load of this. I own this, right? Cracker, cracker at dongringo.com. That's right. I said cracker at dongringo.com. Now, you can also go to my website, dongringo.com, and we can have a conversation, and I would love to have the conversation. So leave leave comments. So now we're going to get into the next thing, right? Because this is all like a train wreck that's, that's just happening. So no sooner do we have this debate, now President Trump and Vice President Joe Biden are sparring over their next debate, right? So 
I can understand a little bit of both sides, right? Donald Trump says the virtual debate platform is not a debate. It's not a debate. It's not a debate. And it seems like every time we turn around, Joe Biden's getting a handout from these people to help him. Now, if you don't believe me, go to Twitter, put in hashtag Joe Wired, W-I-R-E-D, and you're going to see plenty of video showing that Trump actually had electronic devices on him. And that is the reason why Trump said, I want no electronic devices as part of the debate. Why would he do a virtual debate? If Joe can't even stand up on the platform and do his own debate, he's going to be in the basement with a whole team. So Trump is going to have to know what? He's going to have to debate what, 14 people, maybe more. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Now, I understand Joe's situation where he's like, hey, listen, if you're still no sick, I don't want to be on the stage with you. But you were already on the stage. He was already sick when he went to the last debate, right? You were 15 feet away. Last night, they were 12 feet away, and they had plexiglass between them. And you didn't end up sick. So I think what's going to happen here, and they're already talking about it, they're going to make the next debate the October 22nd. I don't know if there'll be a third because that was supposed to be the third debate. And if I was Trump, I just wouldn't do it. I mean, you don't need to have a debate to beat Joe. You already beat Joe. Now, the last debate between them, Telemundo televised the debate. And out of the poll that they did in Spanish-speaking people that they polled, Trump took the poll by 66%. So I I don't think Trump needs to go out there and actually have this debate. I think the problem here is I think the Democrats are feeling the heat because... There's more African-American voters coming out for Trump this time. There's more Latin American um, voters coming out for Trump this time. It's just a fact, right? Because all these other individual polls are showing it, right? So Trump's taking a bigger ground with African-American males, and he's getting more Latin American uh, voters. And we've already talked about it. Mainstream media has already talked about it. If Trump could even just pull 20% of the African-American vote, if any Republican could pull 20% of the African-American vote, there would never be another Democrat voted into presidency, period. So I think they're feeling the heat. So we're going to get into get into that next. So the stimulus package, we're back on this thing, right? So these two, just Nancy Pelosi, Trump, and you know McConnell, they just can't get out of their own ways, right? Pelosi keeps wanting these absurd, absurd numbers. And this is what bothers me here, right? So they're all about the people, right? They're all about the people. You know, Obama-Biden bailed out the banks. Obama-Biden bailed out the automotive industry. Let Kamala turn around and put up. Now, she said save. Let's call it for what it is. You bailed them out. Okay, taxpayer money bailed them out, you know, period. And some of those, I think some of those actual manufacturers still owe money back that they still haven't paid, right? So I think there's, I think people need to really look into that one. But here, instead of, like we keep saying, why don't we pay what we can agree on and move on from there and, and negotiate the rest? So now Pelosi last week told the airline industry, hold out, there's, there's a package coming, we're going to help you. And then today she turns around and slaps them all in the face. Good old nasty palooza, right back at it. Can't get her away. She's going to take her ball and go home. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible that we come down to this. So we're not going to protect the American people. We're not going to protect the airline industry. 
We're going to do nothing because you're not getting the money to bail out the states that you want bailed out. God bless you. Nasty Palooza. And she's so vindictive. She's so vindictive that here we are. Nancy Pelosi hints at a plot to remove Trump from office before election. She's going to try to get the, she's going to talk about the 25th Amendment and trying to invoke the 25th Amendment, which removes the president from power and installs the vice president. Now, this is, this is a Breitbart article, but you can find this on any mainstream media because she held a press conference and she told people to come back. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. So I'll be back tomorrow talking about this nonsense. This is what we're dealing with. Now, I don't care if you agree or you don't. Make the comment below and we can have a discussion. But this right here, and this is the problem, you no, know, last time. I'm not a Trump trained supporter. I'm not I'm not saying everything Trump does or says I approve of or I like. But the problem I have here is she's supposed to be the you know, strategic genius and she keeps failing. So they tried to get Trump, you know, on Russia. They failed. They impeached him over a phone call. They failed. This week, there's more evidence to show that the CIA knew and did an FBI referral about Hillary Clinton trying to do disinformation. I mean, seriously, the Democrats are running scared because this is the same nonsense that happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. She kept doing stupid shit and more stuff came out and that's why she lost. So here we are again. We're in 2020 and more stuff keeps coming out. But you know what? I think you did it to yourself because you've been on Trump's case even before he won the presidency, period. You've been spying on him before and you keep running him down and he still managed to get something done. I think the problem we have here is they're running scared. That's the problem here. They're running scared. I don't think, no, all the mainstream media polls, let's face it. The polls were against Trump the last time. And understand something, too. He's not trying to win the popular vote. He's trying to win the Electoral College. That's how you get the presidency. And I think the problem here is they realize they're not going to have the numbers. They're not going to have the numbers. This is a problem for them. But anyways, let's move on. So this, if you made it this far, this right here demonstrates who should sit in the seat if either you no know, vice you know if if either Joe Biden died or Donald Trump died this right here was the last question of the night this is the most telling question of the night when it comes to a person's character so let's listen real quick I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, asked, I've asked I've written, written all, all the questions, questions that I've asked tonight, tonight. For, for, for the, the final, final question of the debate, debate I'd, I'd like, like to um, write a, write a, uh, read a, a question, question that someone else wrote, wrote. the Utah, the Utah debate, debate commission asked students, students in the state to write, to write essays, essays about what they would like to ask you. And I, and I want to close tonight's debate with the question posed by Brecklin Brown. She's, She's an eighth grader at Springville Junior High in Springville, Utah. Utah. And here's, and here's what, what she wrote. wrote. Quote, when, when I watch the news, all I see is arguing between Democrats and Republicans. When I watch the news, all I see is citizen fighting against citizen. When I, when I watch the news, the news all I see are two candidates from opposing parties trying to tear, to tear each other down. down. If, if our, our leaders can't get along, how are, how are the citizens supposed to get along? And then she added, your, your examples could make all the difference to bring, to bring us, us together. together end quote. So this eighth grade student decides to write, hey, listen, all I see is 
people fighting people on both sides of the aisle all day, all the time. You know, obviously you can hear the frustration in the question, right? This is an eighth grader, by the way. I mean, just remember this now. And she sits there and says, your example could, could, you know, be the way forward trying to unify people, right? So I want you to hear who responds to Brecklin in an appropriate way and which one is actually campaigning, right? So let's get into it. So to to each each of you in turn, I'd like you to take one one minute and and respond respond to Brecklin. Brecklin. Vice Vice President Pence, Pence, you have one minute. Brecklin, Brecklin, it's a wonderful question. question. And And, um, let me just just commend you for taking an interest in in public public life. life. I, I started uh, following, following the news when I was very young. young. And in, in America, we believe, we believe in a free and open exchange of debate. Uh, and we, and celebrate we celebrate that. that. I mean, that's the first step right there, right? So we're talking to an eighth grader. And it's, listen, it's okay to disagree. There's nothing wrong with that message, right? We're talking to an eighth grader. That's, that is right there supposed to help at least make her feel okay this this isn't all bad right let's move on and it's how we've created literally the freest freest and most prosperous nation in the history history of the world world. i i i I, I would tell you you that um don't don't assume assume that what you're seeing on your your local news news networks networks is synonymous with the the american American people you know, you know, I look, I look at, at the relationship between Justice, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late, late Justice who we just lost in the Supreme Court, and the, and the late Justice Antonin Scalia. They, they were on polar opposites on the Supreme Court of the United States. States. One very liberal, one very conservative. But what's, but what's been learned since her passing was the two of them and their families were the, were the very closest, closest of friends. Now, again, we're talking to an eighth grader. Don't listen to the media. The media is not your friend, right? That's a Chris Cuomo thing. The the media is not your friend, okay? And here we are, and I'm using Fredo, so the media is not your friend. And he's telling this this little girl, hey, listen, don't listen to that. And, And you know what? We're talking about the Supreme Court. We're talking about people from such far ends of each spectrum that, you know what? No one knew it, but in privacy... As private people, they were great friends. And their families got along great. They were really close. It, this is this is the message of hope and unification this eight year uh, eighth grader is looking for. Let's continue. I mean, here, here in America, America we, we can disagree. disagree. We, we can, can debate, debate vigorously, as Senator, Senator Harris and I have on this, on this stage, stage tonight. tonight. But, but when the, when the debate, debate is over, over we, come we come together, together as Americans. Americans. When the debate is over, we come together as Americans. Again, we're talking to an eighth grader. Her whole thing was all I see is bad things between people from different parties. Your example tonight could make a difference. This is this man's message. He ain't talking about Donald Trump. He ain't talking about Republicans. He's talking about the American people and what he believes to be the the truth of the American people. That's, that's what, what people, people do in big cities and small towns all across this country. country. So I just, I just want, want to encourage you, Brecklin. I, I want to tell you that um, we're, we're, we're going to work every day to have government as good as our people. Government as good as our people. We're talking to an eighth grader. Government as good as our people. This is the reassurance that the eighth grader is looking for. Not politics. Not, hey, support Donald Trump and the Republican Party. This is real life. This not all people are bad. We can disagree and still be friends. 
This is the message you give an eighth grader, right? Now let's listen to Kamala. The American, the American people, people each and every day. Love, love a good, a good debate. debate. We love, we love a, good a good argument. argument. But we, but we always come, come together and are always there for one another. Thank you. In times of need. And we've especially learned that through the difficulties of this year. Senator, Senator Harris, what, what would you say to Brooklyn? Um, first of all, I, I, I'd, I'd love, love to hear from our young, young leaders. leaders. And, and when, when I hear her words, when I hear your words, Brooklyn, um, I know our, our future is bright because... Because what? She's asking you a question, woman. She's asking you a question. Answer the question. You haven't done it all night. It is, it is that, that perspective on who we are and who we should be. be. Um, that, that is a sign of leadership and is something we should all aspire to be. Um, and, that, and that, you know, that brings me to Joe. Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. See the difference right there. In the first part of her, her answer to Brecklin is what? Let's talk about Joe Biden. Let's talk politics in the Democratic Party. Not even talking about her as a woman talking to a young girl. Right? This is, this is the message that she's sending. This is crazy. One of, One the, of the reasons, reasons that Joe decided, decided to run for president is after Charlottesville, which we talked about earlier. Um, it, it so troubled him and upset him like it did all of us, that, that there was that kind of hate and division. Um, what, what propelled Joe to run for president was to see that over the course of the last four years, what Brecklin described has been happening. Joe, Joe has a long-standing long reputation of working across the, the aisle. Joe, 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 Joe. At least Mike Pence talked about the American people. They're not all bad. This woman can't even talk about herself. As a woman talking to a young woman or a child or a young girl. Okay. Joe, 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 Joe. We're still campaigning. We're at the end. And we're working in a bipartisan way. Uh, and, uh, and that's, that's what he's going to do as president. president. Joe, Joe Biden, Biden has a history of lifting people up and fighting for their dignity. You mean, you mean you have to know Joe's story to know that Joe has known pain, he has known suffering, and he has known love. Who cares about Joe? She's an eighth grader asking you, all I see is this in the world today, and you're talking about Joe. This makes it very difficult for me to see this woman sitting in the seat. The seat. Because she can't even treat an eighth grader, you know, appropriately. She's still campaigning. She's not talking to Brecklin. She's talking to the adults. She's using the question as a platform to talk to the adults. I don't get this. And, and so, so Brecklin, Brecklin, when you think, think about, about the future... future I do, I do believe, believe the future is bright, and it, and will, it will be because, because of your leadership. I do believe the future is bright. Blink, lying out your ass. Blink. Let's move on. And it and will, it will be, be because we fight, we fight for each, each person's voice through their, their vote. Through their vote. And we, and we get engaged in this election because when we get engaged in this election. There it is. Still campaigning. Watch. You, you have, have the ability, ability through your work and, and through eventually your vote. vote. Thank you. To, to eventually your vote. This is what it's all about. She couldn't help herself. 
I think she's just can't help herself. I truly, everyone says Trump has the mental problem and something Biden, but I think she does. I think she's compulsive. I really do think she has an issue here. She's talking to an eighth grader and she's still campaigning for now. She's an eighth grader. Why don't you talk to her as a woman, as an eighth grader, uh, eighth grade girl? I mean, that would have been more appropriate. But this is what we get. This is Kamala Harris for you. You know what? I'm going to end it right here. Thank you for watching. Again, if you have any comments, you disagree, reach out to me. I always appreciate you reaching out. Now, again, you can reach out to me on my uh, Parler or Twitter page, Opinion or Opportunity. You can reach out to me via email. And my email, I'm going to say it again, cracker at dongringo.com. That's right. You can go to my website. You can email me from there, leave a comment, or you can turn around and just email me directly cracker at dongringo.com so tomorrow we will be back because of nasty palooza let's just hope the world doesn't blow up till then have a good night bye